What's up? This is Elliot Einhorn. Welcome back to the TalkHouse podcast. Today I'm joined by... Nick Dawson, Editor-in-Chief of TalkHouse Film. That's me. And we have a very cool three-way conversation for you on today's episode. Miguel Arteta, Alia Shawkat, and Paul Feig. This is a fun one. Boom. I love that this happened. I love that I was there in the room. I love that I got to bring these people together. And Nick, how did this come together? Well, Miguel is a friend of TalkHouse, as all great creative people are. Of course. Uh, of course. He and I were talking a few weeks ago. He told me he was going to be in town for Tribeca with Duck Butcher, this amazing movie that he directed, which he co-wrote with Alia Shawkat. And I was like, we got to do something while Miguel and Alia are here. Oh, yeah. And I, I did a little thinking. I did a little look at the uh, Tribeca Film Festival schedule. And I was like, wait, Miguel and Alia are here. And Paul Feig is here as well with the Freaks and Geeks documentary. I cannot wait to see it. And... Miguel and Ali are collaborators. Miguel worked with Paul on Freaks and Geeks. Ali worked with Paul on Arrested Development. Like, all these guys know each other. They're all awesome. We have to get them in a room. And then it kind of happened pretty smoothly. So, holly fucking Luya. Now, listeners, just in case you're unaware, Paul Feig is, of course, famously the creator of Freaks and Geeks. He's also the director of a bunch of brilliant movies that all happen to have Melissa McCarthy acting in them. So think about Spy, The Heat, Bridesmaids, most recently, the Ghostbusters reboot. Yeah, he's hit this amazing seam of work as a director, you know, through this partnership with Melissa McCarthy the past six or seven years. And uh, talking of great partnerships, Miguel and Alia are pretty fucking great as well. They co-wrote Duck Butcher, which is, I'm, I love this movie. You it, love it, this movie. I love this movie. It, it's it's funny, it's, it's profound. It's a relationship comedy drama where... These two people who've just met and sort of fallen for each other make a pact to have sex every two hours <laughs> for 24 hours. And it's awesome. And of course, Miguel and Ali have worked together previously on Cedar Rapids, which is just one of the many awesome movies that Miguel has made. Chuck and Buck, The Good Girl, and last year's Beatrice at Dinner. Alia, of course, is best known for Arrested Development. She played maybe. 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 Oh, oh, I see what you did there. That's brilliant. And of course, she's currently the lead in, in the excellent search party on TBS. Now, these three friends and collaborators really get into it. Aside from talking about Duck Butter and the new Freaks and Geeks doc, they cover Miguel taking a year off of making films to do yoga, eat pizza, and watch movies. That is my dream. That's the dream. They talk about morning routines. They take in how both Freaks and Geeks and Arrested Development are, to use Alia's quote, positive albatrosses in their career. It is a real thing and not something that people talk about a lot. You know, sometimes people are in, they act in or they write or they direct something really amazing. And that often leads to people not wanting to talk about anything else but that, where you're just like, please, just let's talk about something What I'm else. actually doing right now. Yes, like something recent, something yeah. <laughs> which is... Not just that one thing. We hear about Alia's really good pot. I wish she'd had some left over. <laughs> that would have been very cool. And the reason that she cheats on the New York Times crossword, not cheats, checks. Checks. Checks, confirms. They also cover their decisions not to have kids and why that lifestyle is different for artists. Ray Bradbury's fail-safe advice for writers. The effect of daily news on their consciousness and creativity. And why Neil Young owning a huge amount of land is really good for his songwriting process. Should we roll it? Let's roll the tape. Um, well, I, I, can I start by saying sure. uh, I saw Duck Butter last night, so and cool. it's Thanks for seeing so it. great. I really Thank you. just such a wonderful film, and so emotionally heartfelt, and such a great exploration of 
this relationship in a tiny amount of time. Yeah, very tiny. Yeah, I mean, where, where, where did this, where did it come from? Because I saw you guys wrote it together. Yeah, we did. Um, yeah, it was like uh, five years ago. Well, we did uh, Cedar Rapids together. Right. Even longer than that ago. Yeah. Um, and we were at the Toronto Film Festival um, getting ready for something, and Miguel was like, I want to write with you. That's my impression of you. <laughs> That's nice. It's <laughs> the first time I've pulled it out. Uh, people, um, people are scared to do them in front of me for some yeah. reason. <laughs> I know. Even though I'm not right, scared. The minute at all. I said it, all, so I was like, "What the hell is wrong with me?" <laughs> um, it's not like we recorded. Yeah. <laughs> out of all the times to take the risk, um, but yeah, he was just like, "I want to write something with you," and you know, it was like a five-year process from like the beginning of saying "Let's write" to actually doing it. Um, wow. But we kind of started just by talking at my house about the concept of um, why it hurts so much when you're when you fall in love with somebody and you know that they're not right for you but you still can't like get over them right and how like someone can we had both been in you know sometimes more than one uh, relationship with kind of narcissistic people who we felt like gave us our confidence right and they were like oh they they allow me to be myself mm-hmm. and then you realize they're crazy or not right for you and you're still like Ah, fuck it. I'll still be with them anyway. That feels too good. Um, so we kind of just shared lots of personal stories for like a long time. Because I was nervous at first to write. Like we were friends. And it's hard to get into a writing dynamic if everyone's yeah. just like, no, 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 that sounds good. Yeah, exactly. Right. You know? And it cut to you know, a couple of years in and I was like, no, I hate that. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> and we were able to get there. Yeah. Yeah, it was fun. It was all about like that that like crazy swan dive into an empty pool chest first, yeah. and I, you know when you're like, okay, I don't know this person, but like I's like, yeah. I'm going all in, and I know it's gonna be like just like a blood splatter at the end of this, but I'm still I don't care. I'm going in. Yeah, well, I like yeah. that you kind of put it in this concentrated 24 hour, you know, yeah. where it declared <laughs> period, which I thought was really really a great way to do it. I, I recommend it <laughs> for people to try it. Yeah, it had started too also about a relationship that was like a year and a half and that was just like something they did when they first met mm-hmm. and then someone read the script and gave us a note and was like, I just want to see the 24-hour thing uh. and we realized all the like scenes that we had describing this long relationship all kind of fit in, like slotted in each hour so it was just like, we were like, oh, we don't need to yeah. tell this whole like relationship story it could just all fit into this one period of time yeah you know? we, we were like we, they, we don't have to wait for them to be a year and bored of sex to then invite people into the bedroom and have an orgy it could just yeah. happen in the 20, 20th century <laughs> right. just a good idea yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's, yeah. it's, it's really cool and, and who, who's the, the, the other actress uh, Laia Costa um, she's, she's a Spanish actress yeah she's from Spain um, she was in this film called Victoria um, mm. by this like a uh, filmmaker, German filmmaker. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, um, they rehearsed it for like two months or three months and then they shot it all in one take. Oh. And it's like wow. a kind of like a heist movie and she's the lead of it. And it's really? brilliant. Yeah, it's super good. I highly I recommend it. That. Great. Um, yeah. And so she, like, she, you know, she's the actress who does like weird time movies. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but she was like, so um, we had offered her a smaller part originally because it was written for a guy and a girl. Mm-hmm. And um, we just kind of couldn't meet the right actor mm. for the job right. um, for whatever reason. Um, <laughs> yeah, it just like wasn't clicking and we were still working on the script a lot and, 
And we had Skyped with her and she was like, yeah, I'll do the small part, but like I want to be there for the 24 hours hmm. because we shot the 24 hours, like in 24 hours, the second act. Oh, really? Yeah, we stayed awake for 24 hours. Oh, my God. And yeah. shot that sequence, just the second act. Um, Good Lord. Like that, yeah. Wow. <laughs> yeah. We had two crews, so it was legal, but right. there was like <laughs> Laya, Miguel, and I, the DP, um, Hillary, the producer, and the first AD stayed awake the whole time. Good Lord. And um, I mean, we just kept coming up with like weird ideas. We're like... I'm kind of going out of order, but we, um, when we had told her about shooting it that way, she was like, I just want to be there to see it. Mm. And then Miguel, I remember, called me on my way back from Palm Springs and was like, Alia, I'm going to keep doing the impression, I guess. Please do. Uh, <laughs> he's like, I, I, I think Sergio should be a woman, but not just any woman. I think it should be Laya. <laughs> and I was like, okay. And it was like, it, it was like a lot to take in at first because it became such a different movie, but it was always the movie we wanted to make without yeah. knowing it, you know? I think that's a beautiful part of it. I yeah, just totally. think that's really wow. So, I mean, yeah. so what was the total production time then? If you did half of it in twenty-four hours, it was crazy. Ten we days. shot it in, in nine days. Wow. We had a luxurious three and a half days to shoot the first four minutes of the movie, <laughs> and a luxurious four days to shoot the last ten. And seventy-five percent of it is shot in twenty-seven hours of shooting. Yeah, wow. it was fun. Yeah. Wow, that's great. It was so fun. Well, it has that energy about it, which, because I I was wondering, it felt like you did it on a tight shoot, not because of quality wise, but just because of the intensity of the emotion and just the way that it all flowed and the rapid movements of stuff. Yeah. 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 It was, it was really fun. It was accelerating, you know, when we were done. We did, you know, every hour we had rehearsed it and every hour was like, are we okay? It's gone great for 17 hours, but is the 18th hour going to fall apart? Right, right. exactly. Yeah. Uh, uh, and when we got to the end, we didn't sleep for a whole nother day. Really? We were so excited. Yeah, I'd be yeah. so amped up. Yeah. Exactly. It's how Jerry Lewis feels after Telma. Exactly. <laughs> but now that he's dead, I don't know why I made that joke. <laughs> well, so hopefully then, that's not what killed him. There you go. He took a bad turn. He lives all of a sudden. Long <laughs> exactly. That's right. <laughs> Um, yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yeah, so tell me, tell me, how are you doing? You came to New York for the for the documentary. Yes. And uh, how was it uh, to sit with an audience and watch it? It was fun. We uh, did this documentary um, about. There was, it was a documentary was made about freaks and geeks. Um, Morgan Spurlock has this put together some show called Culture Shock, I guess, for A and E, and they want to do each episode is about a different thing that happened in the culture that oh, you know cool. they think changed stuff and they called about doing one about freaks and geeks which was a crazy honor uh you know yeah, it's one <laughs> to, of my favorite shows of all time well, thank you oh, yeah. thank best. you yeah. it, it, you know it was such a labor of love and it's kind of terrifying when somebody wants to do a definitive telling of behind the scenes because you just go like if they don't get everything right then Totally, you know, yeah. And who's the, the perspective saying it, you know what I mean? Or like, yeah. yeah. And there's things you want people to know and, you know, things people assume that aren't true and all that. So, uh, right. but, but this is, uh, Brent Hodge uh, directed it, uh, who did a, a Chris Farley documentary okay. a few years ago. And uh, he did an amazing job. It was really, you know, he called me up about it and said, you know, said, do you want to do this? And, you, you know, can I do this? I said, sure, I'll go ahead. And so he kind of took it and ran with it. But... The crazy thing was when they wanted to do my interview, mine was one of the first ones, they said, okay, you know, we're doing it in this place in Hollywood. So I go thinking of doing a studio and I go into this crazy neighborhood that's really kind of sketchy. <laughs> I was like, okay, what's happening? And I pull them from this house that's even sketchier looking. It's like, all right, is this some sort of... Yeah, is this some of, kind of trick? <laughs> right, I'm going into yeah. trafficking here. Uh, and uh, <laughs> so I enter the house and go through this crazy house and get into the bedroom, and they had recreated Sam Weir's bedroom. Oh, my wow. God. In this house, yeah. yeah. And so I was like, okay, these guys are great. Yeah. And that's what they did in the documentary. Every interview of each 
both each actor and some of the writer producers takes place on the recreation of one of the sets. Oh my God, so that must sweet. have been so surreal. It was really surreal. Yeah. Yeah, because you're sitting there like this, oh my God, you can, where'd you find you know, the Steve Martin Best Fishes poster and all this stuff? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so that was when I realized, okay, they're going to be in great shape. The right people, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's, um, it must be interesting to do like, um, you know, something like that, because I feel that way with the rest of development in some ways, or something that you made, and obviously it was like a big, you know, part of your life and stuff, but then so many years pass and you do so many things and everyone's still like, okay, cool, but anyways, what about this? Exactly. <laughs> you're like, it's not that you don't want to not talk about it, but it's like, um, mm-hmm. it's very interesting because you just have a, a certain frame of reference of certain memories and something like that, and to talk about it always and... and um, yeah, it's like, I don't know, how do you feel about that sometimes? No, I mean, I, I agree with you. It becomes, it's a sort of like beautiful anchor, you know? Yeah, totally. Where you I like, always called it like a positive albatross. I was yeah. like, yeah, it's an albatross I like. Yeah, you know, exactly. like, I'm happy for it. It made my career, but <laughs> no. it follows me everywhere. It's so true, and it's because yeah. it's how you and I met, too. Yeah, which exactly. I always which have is a really fondness cool. for that. Totally, That's yeah. it's, so, it's so funny when I, first of all, you look exactly the same. Do I? Oh, thank you don't God. age, so, which is very <laughs> I sold upsetting. My soul. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it costs a lot of money. There you go. That's right. Well, you know, it was worth it. That portrait's up in the attic. Yeah. Um, no, but you know, working with you and Michael, and you, know, you were yeah. both so young. But I always remember just being amazed at how funny you guys were, and also how good at like improv you were. Right. Like you guys would always kind of cap off a scene, you know, with some, you know, we'd have the scripted ending, and then right. the buttons. So, yeah. yeah, the buttons, and I was totally. always like, God, these these two of these people <laughs> are very very funny. Me and Michael talked about that, like how we weren't able to realize it till later that we were like our comedy sensibility was just kind of trained just by being around all those people yeah. all the time that like we got used to because like Mitch is um, the crazy genius of thinking of new lines. Like he like, if he wants to replace the line, he just like all of a sudden his eyes lock somewhere in the corner of a room and you're like, oh, he's entering the space. Here it comes. And then he's just like, and then he has like 20 amazing options for something. That's so funny. And I feel like when we, yeah, just being around that at such a young age, we were just like, okay, I guess we just like picked it up because like my memories of that show was never like, like, okay, how are we going to make this scene funny? Like, what, yeah. what am I getting from this scene? It was literally just like looking at the sides for two seconds, being like, what are we doing? Okay. <laughs> All right. Yeah, like, just so, like, relaxed and chill because we were just like, yeah, we were like 15, 16. Oh, no, totally. Yeah, it, yeah. it was a very, very kind of relaxed and sad. It was really fun. Yeah. Here, look, I'm making, I'm making you talk about the rest of the I know, look, now. Jesus. <laughs> this is how I turn things back around to me, you know? <laughs> no, but I, I, I get what you're saying about, you know, because I have that too because, I, you know, I'm, I'm probably more proud of Freaks and Geeks than anything, but at the same time, right. you've done all those other things you're proud of too, and but you know, yeah. so that's always nice to do this documentary. Go like now, I think maybe we've officially talked about right. it. <laughs> like, there's right. a film about it. You could see it. Yeah, yeah exactly. And so that'll that's coming on A and E. So please enjoy. <laughs> I'm excited to see it. You know, well, you were part of it, my I, friend. I, 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 that's how I met you. I was going to ask exactly. Yeah, yeah. Yes, we uh, we're all connected through our shows. <laughs> I love this. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Miguel did one of our did the the infamous pod episode. Yeah, that's nice. episode. Yeah, it was awesome. I remember coming for the job interview with Mike White. He, he brought me into the room yeah. to you guys, and he literally, right, right before he, we went to the door, he looked at me and he was like, chop interview. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, but it was instantly, I was so comfortable, right? It was uh, oh, nice. so, so sweet, and it was so, so clear. I was so shocked. This is a concept I never had encountered. You were like, this is my life. I wrote it. <laughs> I, the show is like about me in You're high school, and it's like, like how? No, not like it's just is. Like, uh, like the whole thing is. is, is. Yeah. And I was like, oh, so we're gonna go do it on, <laughs> on network TV? <laughs> yes. And get canceled very soon. <laughs> <laughs> the best stuff, though. That's, that's right. the best stuff. Um, but it was it was such, it was such a beautiful experience. Um, 
It's amazing. There was a lot of uh, hearing God talking to the executives, which was very, very uh, yeah. entertaining and painful. But yeah, uh, but uh, I thought he was going to win. By the way, that way, the whole time we were doing that, yeah, I was like, "There's no way anyone's going to deny this guy." Right. Like, uh, like the way he's like talking to them on the phone. I was like, I, I was under the delusion that like, <laughs> you, you guys were gonna totally gonna like have the show go running for ten years. <laughs> well, he yeah, he let it. He because of him, we won all the the small battles or the most important battles. I will right, say the creative ones on set, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So we never had to compromise anything. But then we lost the big battle of actually getting the show picked up. But at the same time, you know, like we've got you know eighteen episodes that we we love. But it was during that time though. I remember. Mike kept telling us, oh, yeah, I did this movie, uh, you know, I'm in, called Chuck and Buck. And I was like, what? Because I love Mike. I was kind of like, wait, you're acting? What? What's going on? <laughs> so when we got, went to go see it, I was kind of like, all right, let's see what Mike is done. And, and I was like, oh, my God. Oh, it was yeah. such an amazing movie. And he oh, was great. The direction of the script and everything. And that was just that one of those moments where you're like, holy shit, like, what a deep bench of you know, talent we have on the show. And you know, Mike was... It was a fun time, yeah. During that is when I convinced him to give me the good girl script, which he didn't want to give it to me for two years. Right. But I, I wore him down on the set of Freaking Eats, and I was like, <laughs> I got it. <laughs> it, has be, it has to be a documentary about all this, just all this time. Yeah, I'm telling you. Well, we were talking, like we were saying about how personal, obviously, Freaks and Geeks was to like your high school life. We were talking about that with Nick just a second ago about like, the what it means like we obviously you know we've been doing it for a while and there's lots of different kinds of work we do but when you are able to make something that is just like a piece out of you like okay this is it no compromises just like as personal as it gets Mm. and um just how rewarding that is and how you know you get to do other amazing creative things sometimes that more people would see or an opportunity to work with someone really cool so you have to share things with them mm-hmm. um but to be able to do something like that because i feel like duck butter is that for us you know yeah. it's like when you're able to make something like incredibly personal in a way you know not to make it sound so hyperbolic but it kind of like reminds you why you do it you're like oh right i can share something that's about me and something painful that happened to me and people respond to it you yeah. know whether it's not even about getting like you know good reviews or whatever, but people yeah. just being like, I hear you. Mm-hmm. I relate to that. And you're like, right, we're humans. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, it's, it's, it's really, I mean, you know, when I've done small projects and big projects, it's always about what is the personal story at the center of this, you right. know, and whether you're going to do Ghostbusters, you're going to do whatever. It's like, what is the thing that I connect to that every, you know, that hopefully people will have that emotional response to. Totally. And, and that's... That's the most important thing, and that's the thing that gets lost in so many big projects, I feel like. Totally, or it's harder to have to like redefine it all the time. Yeah, yeah. exactly, or defend it to the people that you're exactly. you know, you know, trying to get to pay for it. Yeah, totally. <laughs> but, it but it is, it, I mean, that's, that's, it's, a, it's a great point, and I mean, you know, but like a project like Duck Butter, where you expose so much of your soul, mm-hmm. you know, and then also in performance, you know, that you're just being so kind of, you know, there's no guardrail on yeah. this. I, I, you know, I mean, what's that like as far as, you know, shooting-wise? I mean, when we were writing it, there's, it was the first time I had written something that, you know, that we made. And I feel like writing it was the, even though it took longer, it was more challenging, was the easier part in a way, because you're like, just us two being like, you know, you want to get everything in there and you don't want to hold back. And you're like, yeah, and this and this. And then obviously when you're actually doing it, people are like, so you want the poop? In the pan, and you're like, um, you're right. uh, yes, right. I do. We have two poop <laughs> options here. You got to pick one. <laughs> like that was the most surreal and the coolest thing about writing something that got made is you're like, 
I wrote that little joke about the onion rings and now you're showing me there's onion rings on the set. It's like having a, literally like making a, a dream or imagination come true. Um, so that part was real. I mean, the the acting part of it was actually in a way the, the most comforting because usually it's about trying to create intimacy and feeling like nothing's there on a set. And there's a bunch of people and everyone's about to like touching you up and being like, can you stand there and make sure you put that? And just remember, you have to pick this up because you have to match from the last take. And you're like, got it, got it, got it. And then they're like, everyone quiet and go. And you just have to like focus and be like, wait, what am I doing? I have to try and seem present and natural in this moment on top of making other choices. Um, but with this, it was like we kind of forgot the cameras were going to yeah. a degree. and. And just being really lucky with someone like Laya, like we were able to have this great chemistry that I just was like, all I had to do was look at her. And yeah. it like, you know, brought me into it. But it definitely made like, you know, me be like, all right, I want to do stuff that, it's like we always are trying to bring our personal story to it. But I was like, I want to, what are the issues or the questions that I have in my life? And they are going to naturally reflect in the art I make. Mm -hmm. I'm like, okay, I have a problem with intimacy in, in, in relationships. Let's make a film about it. Right, exactly. And Miguel, you kind of taught me that by being like, I mean, not kind of, you definitely did, being like, make a film about the shit you are trying to work through. Because it was very therapeutic. There was a lot of, you know, not exactly like that, but there was definitely moments in there that I'm like, I've lived that. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and getting to act it out was uh, very therapeutic for me. It's very nice to make a movie about something that you don't have a handle on. And you know, a part of it, I guess, yeah. is why you're talking about the core emotional thing that mm -hmm. people can relate to. You can't be the expert of it entirely. Otherwise, yeah. you know, you're not. Uh, finding anything out about it. Yeah, and exactly. So, you like know. Spielberg, they say it's like all, every movie is like about a relationship with his dad, right? Or like right. something like that, right? Like he yeah, still can't figure it totally. out, so he's like, I'm going to just keep making movies. And we're like, great, we love them. Yeah. Hopefully you never really figure it out with your dad. I, do th I think you see that running theme in a lot of great filmmakers' work, you yeah. know, that you just kind of return to over and over again. I mean, I know I'm not a great filmmaker, but I know that for myself, yes, it's always, no, no, <laughs> I'm not. Back, back to Come on. Like, yeah. No, but I mean, there's definitely a theme that I hit all over and over, which is right. like trying to figure out your place in life, you know, being an underdog, what is your, what is your place in the world, you know, trying to be mm -hmm. taken seriously, that kind of thing. And, and you just explore different versions of it. But like you're saying, right. Miguel, too, it's fun to find another problem that you don't normally deal with. And then I find when I'm, you know, if it's a script I haven't written that I'm going to do, then I go like, well, how do I kind of inject my take of that person's issue? What issues have I had that are similar to that or th that I can relate to that or that I can imagine I would have, you know, so you're not just sort of pushing pieces around a yeah, you, want, you want to be a little bit humble by it, you know, like I am confronting this. With this movie, the idea of like reconciling stupid relationships that like were so disastrous and being like maybe they, they had value because I've been in some dumb, dumb, bad, stupid <laughs> relationships and like... Uh, dumb, dumb, bad, stupid. You know, uh, yeah, <laughs> ones that all my, friend, all my friends have been like, even the kindest ones being like, I don't know. <laughs> like, and... Uh, uh, and, and I put my friends through a lot. There you go. Excellent. <laughs> yeah. so Good friends. I was like, how do I make a movie where like, I come to terms with the fact that maybe there was something good about it? Mm -hmm. I know there is, but I've never really emotionally just been like, okay, and thank you for that horrible experience. Right. <laughs> <Exactly>. Because <laughs> so I always say, every time I'm going through something terrible, I go, I have to go like, okay, this will make a really funny story. Like yeah, a year from totally. Now. <laughs> I know, lucky us that we get to um, mm -hmm. heal through it yeah. to a degree. If you're lucky, it's so true. Yeah, so I true. almost like to maybe a bad point. Like it feels like it's such an actor equality, but like I'll be feeling something or something, you know, in life, and I'll be like. 
okay, remember this emotion you're having. (laughs) So you have this kind of like sense memory to like pull back to because Mm -hmm. like life's a stage, right? (laughs) (laughs) I I have a question for you guys. Yeah, what's what's your question? Did anything interesting happen yesterday? Yesterday? Yes. Hmm, this is mysterious. I know, I'm just like, Saturday? What are we talking about? What happened yesterday? Is there anything unusual or oh, just just in general in your life? Yeah. Oh, that's yeah, so therapeutic. <laughs> exactly. Oh, like something like that. Yeah. Maybe? Yeah. Um, you recall yesterday? I recall yesterday. Yeah, okay. I'm trying to remember. I, I feel like you're setting me up for something. I'm like, did something happen? No, no, don't worry. Give me a cue word. Because we'd like to bring um, this person in who yeah. has a story about you. <laughs> Mom. Um, I'm trying to think. You mean like? Anything I'm un- reading unusual? Unusual yeah, or? or, or Mm, that I had like, a wow. very chill day yesterday. I had a really nice day. I got like stoned and walked around Central Park with a bunch of people. That's nice. Um, it was really nice. <laughs> yeah, I had, um, it wasn't an unusual moment, but I mean, just like a human self-conscious moment where um, I think something about, you know, we're all successful people mm. and we have, uh, you know, we all have our own definitions of success, but I sometimes, you know, you get lost in your own self about like not being enough or being like, where do I stand? Like nothing I've done means anything. No one's going to remember me when I die. Like, like the biggest, you know, you could go that, 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 whole, that little thing. Yeah. So, but then I have, you know, like I just try to remind myself like these nice moments where I was looking around and I was with a really nice group of people and we had been talking, you know, some of them had seen the film and, and we're talking about it. How the, and, and we were just talking about stuff in general and I was kind of looking at them and I was like, I got a cool last life you know I was like I'm surrounded by these like really you know interesting people that it reflects you know on on myself too and and just like I guess taking a moment to to realize in this field it's so up and down and sometimes you're like you feel like you're like hello does anyone respond to any of the art I'm making because there's so much stuff out there Um, and then you have other nice moments where you're like oh like I do feel like I'm actually part of something and that this is landing to a degree and um and to not be so like, oh, my shit doesn't mean anything, you know, and to be able to enjoy it. Because I'm going to go back to that, you know, probably tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. But for today and yesterday, I'm going to enjoy it. It sounds but, like great pot. It was some of the best pot. And the moral of the story is. Here you go. <laughs> it was. It had flowers in it. It was wonderful. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, how about you, Paul? Yeah, I, it was an interesting day. I, I had a lot of things going on, uh, you know, with the screening and the, there was a photo shoot for something at my apartment. But it, the midday, I just was going through. I mean, I'm trying to figure out what my next project is because my new movie's coming out in September. But the, just, yeah, I'm just not sure exactly. I had a few bunch of options and things I've been writing and just had one have one that I'm pretty sure I'm going to do, but then sort of had one of those dark afternoons of the soul where yeah. the more research I'm doing on it, you start to go like, wait, is this going to be terrible? Is this going to be good? But so, it, And it's such a weird thing because you have to remind yourself why, you know, what is that moment of, of creative inspiration where you go like, oh, I want to do that. Yeah. And then I find sometimes it just gets so lost in the nuts and bolts of you know, what, what's going to happen minute to minute in the script and what's going to, you know, in the story and all that. And it's interesting. So it's like, but it's like, and it's so much like trying to pick a spouse, you know, or a partner or whatever, <laughs> yeah. you know, because A, you're going to live with it for, yeah. for 24 hours a day for at least a year, if not two years. And, um, you know, and you just want to make sure the relationship doesn't fall apart. I, mean, I guess this is kind of, it's, it was my duck butter. Exactly. <laughs> um, but I find, weirdly, I don't know how you guys feel, but I find as my career goes along and I do more things, 
sometimes it gets harder. I always think it's going to kind of go like, oh, now you just have all these things yeah. lined up. Yeah. And you, you just, because you do more things that you discover you like, and you also do more things that you go, oh, I don't want to repeat that. But I, it, it's, I don't know, it, it's, it's a very interesting thing of like, how do you stay connected to something that you have to put so much energy into? I hate that feeling when like I, uh, there's a project that I'm like, uh, it's lined up and I want to, yeah, I'd love to do that story. Like, and then when I start looking at it, it feels like water going through your hands. Yeah. All of a sudden you're like, my initial excitement is like just went right through my, what? <laughs> yeah. Like, uh, and then you're like, oh, and I'm doing it. Yeah, totally. <laughs> and I, I have to deliver. It, it's, it's scary to, to hold on to the initial excitement. Because uh, once you've committed, yeah. it's, it's like, you know, art is not meant to be, like if we were painting, it would be a lot easier. It's so cumbersome See, that, filmmaking yeah. that like if you were painting, you'd be like, well, I don't feel that painting anymore. Yeah, F- exactly. Fuck it, it's just going to put it in the back room and I'm going to start a new one. And nobody's going, you were going to finish that painting, that painting's due. You know? <laughs> yeah. There's hundreds of people being like, what about the painting? Yeah, really. Right. Uh, do you want me to get the painting? We have a release date for the painting. <laughs> <laughs> we have a lot of money on this painting. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Uh, no, it's uh, true. I've been trying to, you know, this was the first time I had written um, and like I'd written with other friends, but the, like all the way through. And now trying to write again because it was so much fun. Like literally, once we finished the movie, I was like, okay, we got to write something again. Like let's go, let's go. And, and and I don't want it to take five years. That's what we keep saying. We're like yeah. not this long again. <laughs> yeah, exactly. um, but I've been trying to write something, you know, for a long time about my family and another thing that's really personal. But like a story that I'm like, oh, I know this so well. It's all these things, but. It, it reaches on certain themes that I feel like I have to now properly do the research for. You know, yeah. I'm like, right, but I am talking about Arabs in America. I guess I got to dive into that whole right. fun topic where right. I'm like, do I? Or do I just have to like write the thing that I want to? But mm-hmm. yeah, I have moments where I'm like, I could see it all so clearly in my head. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, oh, that's it. And I get so inspired and I'm like writing all these like strange little notes. Mm-hmm. And then the next day where I'm like, this is bigger than myself. But like, that's I don't the stuff know. that resonates the most with the audience is right. the personal experience. That version of it, not yeah. the like, like, yeah, what does Islam mean in America today? Right. No, <laughs> yeah. but, but it's true. But it's again, it's thing. such an important topic. You want to make sure you're not frivolous about it. Exactly. But at the same time, yeah. it has to connect. Is it better to just go like, I'm just going to make this thing right. based on what I kind of you know bring to it and think about it? Totally, because that's what art can be. It can be anything. Well, and you go down that, that research rabbit hole, you know, which yeah. seems like you're being smart, and then sometimes you go like, I'm just putting off the actual writing. Exactly, I'm just procrastinating. It, like putting layers between me and what, yeah. it, what, it, what it should be. Yeah. I have a fantasy of having, the, you know, when you get an idea, you're really excited, you have it, and it's like, I'm so excited. This would be such a great story. I have this fantasy of maybe one day, the moment I have that, doing nothing but making the movie till it's done. Yeah. Right. From that moment on, like be like, I'm not even gonna have lunch. We're just, I'm just like I'm writing, just, yeah. and casting, and we're shooting, and yeah. we're editing, and then it's done. That would probably <laughs> be the don't best. Don't waste way. one second, and you lose some weight on the way. Yeah. Right. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but it's true. The more time you sit around with something, yeah. the more you go down this sort of spiral, you know. And uh, totally. but then sometimes I go like, but maybe that's when you know it's right. It's just yeah. you have to find that that moment because. Yeah. There's that blast of energy, and you push that through, and then if you get stuck in development hell, then it just yeah. all flags and off. And that's the balance of it, right? Because that's what kind of shapes something, is by the way you question it and then be like, no, 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 I do stand behind this thing. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Like, you have to shape something like that. But it's a, it's a tricky process, for sure. No, um, definitely. Favorite movies recently, you. Oh, gosh. Ooh. Duck butter. <laughs> I did love it. Thank you. Um, uh, what have I seen? I, I, my, my dirty secret is I don't see many movies. It's not because I'm so cool or anything. It's just I'm always like in the process of trying to figure out what I'm going to make. And so... You're watching stuff more about... Well, no, I'm afraid to kind of like start 
copying something or right. like I get I'm, I'm very susceptible to if I watch something I love then I go like I want to make a movie like that and then yeah. you know I start chasing these things around so it's, it's, it's a Weasley way to say I can't I'm trying to <laughs> I, I think of what I've you seen watch recently. more television than films or yeah but even that I, I watch a lot of you know well these days watch a lot of news which I gotta stop doing honestly I have to Such stop watching show. the news <laughs> yeah exactly well the problem I find though that the, the, I'm you know consuming so much news because of this yeah. situation we're in right now that it's really terrible for your writing it's terrible it is it's depressing it's you depressing. don't it doesn't help you write you know um what's the guy who wrote the martian chronicles um oh uh, uh Rab- Ray Brad- Ray Ray- Bradbury? He, oh, ca- yeah. he came to afi when i was there to talk he was so sweet and he was like i got the secret of writing guys i got it it's yeah. two things it's simple get to the end don't talk to anybody till you get to the end mm-hmm. of your first you know if you have an idea just don't talk to anybody Till you finish, because right. if you do, you're asking to shelve it. Yeah. And the second one, don't ever watch the local news. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> local news. true. Like yeah. you'll be so depressed, you'll never write. Yeah. That's and it just true. it just takes up all my brain space because I'm getting so yeah. angry about stuff and all that that I realize, you know, it just it's a wall that yeah. you put up. And sometimes, you know, I always listen in the car. And recently, I'm going like, just turn on music. And so I just turn on my iPod in on shuffle. Right. And so, you know, we all have a bazillion songs in in our in our phone. Yeah. And suddenly, songs are coming up I haven't heard before. And it's like, right. am I getting all getting this inspiration? Yeah. Totally. You're like, I'm in a good mood. Yeah. Yeah. You, you need to get her, you need that. to get her pot. Yes. Yeah, oh and put your iPad. And just drive around. Oh man! Well, what is it you're saying that Neil Neil Young does? Like he wakes up and and or used to at least and get in his truck and like and just drive around his like huge property. Not that we all have Neil Young's property, but <laughs> the idea. <laughs> let's get his property. Yeah, I asked him at Sundance. I was I asked him how when you made the wrote the the songs that you loved the most. What, what was your morning routine? Mm-hmm. And he was like, oh, that's easy. It, yes. And there is a correlation. Oh. He was like, it's no, no distractions. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So he was like, no distractions. So I, the reason I have such an enormous piece of land is so that I can drive in my truck alone huh. to the studio and it will take me a good 15 minutes to get there. Right. <laughs> Just like driving alone, you know, like yeah. and, and with absolutely no distractions. And I think, I think that is important to like find that. It's hugely important. Yeah. Because I'll usually hole up in my apartment here in New York when I really have to finish a script, and that's what I yeah. do. It's just like get up, don't look at anything, and just and usually I'll just blast through till noon and have like a really productive morning. Yeah. And then I always fuck it up because then I go, "Oh, I'm doing so well. I bet I can I kill it this afternoon." Yeah. And then the afternoon is terrible, and you feel like shit, and you go like, "Oh, the today was terrible." But then right around six, then you have a little blast of you know half hour, an hour. But totally. But I never learn every time. It's I like, this like is that. the time. Yeah. Uh, it's good to stop when it's good. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. So exactly. the next morning you're like, "Oh, I'm excited to go back to it." Totally. So how about you? What's your morning routine? <laughs> um, when I am at home, um, which has been a little while, but I yeah wake up. Um, and I have coffee and juice and toast, and I do the New York Times crossword puzzle, yes. which I have sitting here. Yeah, that's my favorite routine nice. is to do the crossword puzzle. And that's a, it's like a, a nice brain thing without it having anything to do with my life <laughs> or really too many other people's lives either. <laughs> so are you good at it? You can do Friday and I think I'm good Saturday? at it. Yeah, there is a, my secret, or not anymore, is that I, I cheat. I actively cheat. Good. So, you know, I, I'm not proud of it, but I'm like, I'm also like, hey, I'm not going to pretend I just... Like never check to see if I'm right, but um, <laughs> I, I I do like to check to keep going. But yeah, it, it does get better because they repeat a lot of the same words. And well, stuff, that's the thing. Once you get the kind yeah, of the get skeleton the language. key, yeah, 
Yeah. Yeah, but I'm 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 really into it. I I also do do this thing. I mean, I haven't as much lately because I've been traveling. But the the artist way. Have you heard of? Oh yeah. This? Yeah, of course. Yeah. yeah, and that's something that is like a I did years ago, and I always keep. Um, and I find yeah, like I wake up and I'm like half out of it because. You know, cell phones are obviously now just like a natural, very big part of our lives and right next to the bed. And it's like, what time is it? Who texted me? What's happening? And it's like before you're even awake. Yeah. And um, I, when I feel like I'm in my best places, because I also paint too, and I find like when I'm in the best waves of painting is um, when I just wake up and even like in a half days, just write three pages right away and then get up and start to like slowly wake up and yeah. maybe look at my phone and stuff. But, you know, you have to always keep getting like, even when you figure out a good routine and you're like healthy and you're like, I'm writing and everything's great. I've never felt creatively, you know, mm. and then it, it offsets again, you know, cause things change so much. So yeah. you have to like, yeah, keep at it. But that's what I do. Yeah. Yourself. What's your, yeah, what's your, uh, I don't have one. And hence that's why my career is like in shambles. All the time. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, uh, uh, that's what I was going to say. <laughs> shambles. <laughs> your breakfast career is in shambles. <laughs> Maybe in scrambles. <laughs> there you go. It's nicely done. <laughs> my, my wife has brought beautiful dogs in my life, so now oh. it involves feeding them, which is really nice and meditative That's for nice. me. Oh. Yes, yes, and I get a time to, to think. And but one of our dogs doesn't eat. She's like a princess, oh. and like you have to entice her with with treats, <laughs> and also with not looking at her the right way or pretending that you're eating in one corner. So there's like this whole like, like a whole power dynamic. For it's you. like <laughs> it's, it, it is pretty intense. I feel like I'm doing theater in the morning where yeah. I'm like, but uh, yeah, that, that's it. I create a lot of problems for myself by saying like I, I gotta be better at this and make less. To you know, I want to like write, read, meditate. Every day, and mm -hmm. like, uh, yeah. and then this, it's like too hard to, like, yeah, you know, like I set myself up for yeah. like not being able to do it all. Yeah. yeah, we have a lot of expectations on ourselves. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> every day for somehow does feel like a failure. I yeah. feel like because always like I'm gonna do all this stuff and then totally. into the toilet. Yeah, and, you know, I even if I think things. of one a lot, I'm like, well, I, I know. Close. Well, see, if we just got up and said, like, I should do this one thing today, then we would right. probably go beyond it and we feel good, but we yeah. set too high of a bar. That Look at us. Yeah. We're overachievers. <laughs> yeah, yes. Yeah, we <laughs> I took a year off in my life one time. That was really, really? amazing. That was great. Yeah, how was that? I always it thought was, that would be a smart oh thing my to God. do. <laughs> it was, yeah, what'd you do? Uh, I mean, I, I think I was really scared. I right after the good girl of, like, right. okay, like, I've done something, I think, maybe kind of decent, and I was, yeah. like, scared to, like, mess it up. <laughs> uh, and so... I just like did yoga. I was really unhealthy, and so I was like, I'm just gonna do yoga for oh. a year. Wow! And so I, I went to do yoga three times a, a week, and went to the gym three times a week. Then I ate, ate pizza like tw <laughs> twice a day. Oh my god! <laughs> and, 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 uh, like I want to do that. Yeah, <laughs> and I went without the yoga in the gym. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And I went to the video store and I rented two movies and I, I just I did what I wanted to do, which yeah. was like just watch old movies right. and, and read about them. And uh, it was so heaven. I but loved you were it. Refilling your creative tank. Uh, yeah, totally. uh, it was really, I had such a good time. I was like, I, was, I realized maybe I don't have enough motivation as a filmmaker because I was like, I could just give that up and just watch old movies for the rest <laughs> of my life. Be a historian. <laughs> <laughs> it, was, it was good. Have you, ever, have you guys ever taken? Like a significant amount of time. Yeah, uh, not like I don't think I was by choice. I just no one was hiring me for a while. <laughs> when I was young, but I, I was, yeah, when I was eighteen, and like it was right after arrested. I didn't work for like a year, and um, I lived in New York and was spending um, my money on like nice clothing, and then the gathering quarters to get Thai food for eight bucks. I was like, this, this pad Thai is exactly eight dollars, and I have the quarters to do it, even though I had bought some like fabulous outfit. Um, 
but that's a good priority. Yeah, yeah, it was. I'm all for that. Very good. <laughs> Eating pad thai and, and designer yeah, clothes. Yeah, yeah. Um, but you know, that's how I discovered painting. I was like seeing someone, and um, my yeah, my boyfriend at the time let me use his parents' basement in New Jersey, and was like, "You should just paint in here. Do whatever you want." And that's hmm. become such a big part of my life now. But because I had the time and the space for it, um, and it's like I love you know acting and making film and stuff. But it is a uh, there's something to be I'm more aware of now of like being hungry just to work all the time and like so I finish a job and you know your agents and stuff are just like okay so what's next because we have yeah. a, a month slot to fill in and I'm like right. wait what and I'm like I gotta you know um, I'm proud of this stuff I'm doing but I'm like I do need to sometimes be more conscious of taking seconds to be like yeah. right but how can I think of something to write or even have time yeah. to write or even have time to think about yeah. what I want to say if I don't Consciously take a little more time to just experience other things in life. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. No, that might, I totally. It's hard to do that. it. Yeah, no, it's, yeah. it is hard. I mean, I, 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 I had times, one specific time where I thought I should, I remember saying, like, I should take three months off, just take three months off. It was right after we finished Ghostbusters. And but then they're like, oh no, I can't. So like, we took a week vacation, right. you know, and then, and then, um, yeah, and they're like, okay, I'm back at it. And that three months was terrible because, like, I should have just done it because I just spun my wheels trying to, you know, coming up with this and throwing this out and taking this, you know. But fortunately, at the end of that, a, a script came in that I ended up making. Um, but, it, yeah, just go, like, I should have just refilled my tank because mm-hmm. I think it would have been, you know, that script still would have come in and I still would have had the same response yeah, to it. Yeah, because you have to trust that it's going to happen in, in, like, a different way instead of, like, so much of filmmaking, too, and, you know, especially for you guys directing, you're answering every question all the time. Yeah. You know, it's just, like, you're just fueled with, like, questions of everything. Like, what color? What size? Who's this? Who's that? For so long mm-hmm. that to shut that off, you know, is oh, is so happened. tricky. Like, I mean, as an actor on sets, I, I realize how sociable I am on sets. Like, you're yeah. giving out so much energy. Every morning you're like, how you doing, Phil? What's up? How's the wife? Yeah. Like, you're just, like, so, and it's so fun. Like, being on a set is my favorite place to be. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. But then when I'm off, I'm like, literally no one is telling me when to eat, what time I have to go to the bathroom. <laughs> when you know, So I'm like waking up and I'm like, I'm going to pee. Does anyone care? <laughs> yeah, really? And I'm like, this is unnatural. I, I shouldn't need an AD to be like, <laughs> to be bidding with on my way to the toilet, you know? Um, we so could hire you somebody full time if you want. <laughs> Let's get you an AD full time. Yeah, yeah, right? Just give me a fun AD who's like, you have a 10 minute break. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, it's hard to, it's hard to shut off. It is. I, I mean, my wife was always annoyed. I mean, after I finished a movie, because she's like, "You're talking to me like you're expecting me to take your every order and command. Right. Right. Like, you yeah. know, this is not like you telling me what to do. Mm-hmm. Like, that that yeah. time of like you telling people what to do it's is over. way over. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. Right. Your crew is gone. <laughs> sure, <yeah. laughs> no, I know. It, it's no. You definitely, you gotta you gotta reset. Yeah, yeah. Hit the reset button. You have a family. Uh, just my wife and uh, one down to one dog at the moment. We had two, but we just lost one. But Sorry uh, to hear no, that. thanks. Yeah, you know. But um, yeah, so we're just yeah we've we've avoided all responsibility <laughs> with children. <laughs> uh, we we did too. Oh good, yeah, excellent. Yeah. Yeah. I like to I say we forgot. Do we? Oh my god, it was, no, he, we've heard it here. You heard it here. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean I, I, I my wife and I kind of met because we immediately bonded over the fact that neither of us wanted kids. We just knew. I knew from when I was a kid I didn't want kids. And yeah. everybody said, "Oh, you'll change your mind. You'll change your mind." It just it never changed. I, you know, I'm yeah. I have no regrets. Yeah, me, I me, we, we don't either. Like, <laughs> yeah. uh, we had a moment where we were like, maybe she wants kids, but it's not really telling me. And she was yeah. thinking, maybe he wants kids, but it's not telling me. So we had to have like a difficult week of negotiation. <laughs> it was like. Right. 
If you wanted one, it would be fine. <laughs> yeah, you're like, at the same time, one, two, three. I don't want yeah. kids. Oh, yeah. great. Okay. Uh, yeah. And then it was like such a like, oh, we really both feel this way. Yeah. So, uh, and, 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 and because you have to go like, all right, don't be polite. Just tell me. Because that yeah. is something like, well, I mean, well, you do. Although my wife is pretty. No, I'm not doing it. It's like, I'm like, I don't want anything. <laughs> but, I, but yeah, I think we even had that moment. I think it's more one person worries that the other person is going to change their mind. Exactly. You know? Yeah. Yeah, like, are you, are you sure? It's an unusual, um, like, a lot of couples look at us and are like... Oh, yeah. No, like, it's really, it's really that, refreshing like, to what? hear that. Oh, no, I feel like. totally. And, then, and not just that you're like, no, we're not having kids, but that it's like, okay, there wasn't some, like, tragedy as to why. Like, oh, yeah, we no, couldn't totally. and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And it's like, obviously, no judgment on people having kids, like, the majority, but we're talking I about duck butter. There's too many people. <laughs> yeah. Slow down, everybody. What? Honestly, I think it, it, it is a genetic defect. I think because if you read <laughs> Dawkins, we yeah, exactly. Well, have you read uh, Dawkins' The Selfish Gene, which to me is the, yes. that's the story of everything that explains life totally. completely. Yeah. Um, but all the genes are all programmed. That's the only reason we exist is to procreate. You know, is to keep re- right. replicating our genes, and so that we don't have that draw. There is some sort of X Men like mutation <laughs> yes. that we have, which I think is great. But uh, you know, I, I always find it interesting in couples. You know, well. well I remember Roseanne when I worked with her a thousand years ago on the Jackie Thomas show. She's like, do you have kids? And I said, no, no, we don't. She's like, oh, so you're selfish. And I was like, well, I guess that's a way to look at it. <laughs> I mean, how many, how many parents are selfish, though, but then they have kids that get well, the, yeah, the, yeah. the rough end of that stick. But right. yeah. Well, here, here's my theory and also why I think people like us mm-hmm. sometimes aren't drawn to that. We have a creative outlet, and I think for mm-hmm. so many people, your children are your creative outlet. I don't mean that in like a shitty way. I just mean like it's this is this production you have, you know, totally. all their energy, yeah, in and, and you yeah. get to affect that, you know. And we all day are just trying to figure out what stories we're going to tell and how we're going to tell them. And so totally. that that uh-huh. see, we can we can control the cut, yeah. And we have kids. <laughs> it's more like being like a hockey coach where you go like, well, there they go. I yeah. hope I hope they get the puck in the. In the <laughs> The goal yeah. and don't kill somebody. You can't. You can't go back and be like, "I'll just take four for you today." Um, <laughs> oh no! <laughs> you don't get final cut on your children. Yes. There you go. Thank you. That's quotable quote. <laughs> um, I think we have uh, we have to wrap this up a little bit. Oh. Yeah, it's been so nice though. Yeah. Yeah, it's been so, yeah, it's been so much fun. I'll promote my new movie. Yeah, 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 yeah the best movie. The best movie I've seen recently is my movie. You know, no, my movie coming out in September uh, called A Simple Favor, and it's a, it's it's a, a yeah. What is that about? It's a thriller. It's a thriller, but it's a fun kind of Hitchcockian thriller. Oh, cool. A million twists and turns, and it's uh, how fun. Yeah, it's it was so really cool. fun. It's Anna yeah. Kendrick and uh, Blake Lively, and. Um, wow. As you've never seen them before, they're they're yeah. really wonderful. And we shot in Toronto, and it's it's. Is it present day? Yeah, present yeah. day. It's very, very fun, very stylish. So, uh, so it's fun. Awesome. It was it was a little departure for for what I like to do, and yet it's not. Yeah. It's sort of, you'll see. It's it's, it's very still got the, uh, the very uh, interesting. Uh, it's got suspense. Yes, a lot of suspense, lots of twists and turns. That's yeah. so cool. Um, yeah, so that's the, that's um, the it comes out shit. September fourteenth. Yeah, cool. I'm, I'm, I'm so excited. I, yeah. By the way, I want to just want to say, Spy. It's like I think a work of genius. Oh, thank yeah, you. Yeah, I love Spy too. Oh, thank it's one you. One of my mom's God. favorite movies. Oh my God, thanks. Uh, 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 yeah, it's so fantastic. Thank it's you. Like uh, incredible. But no, all your work one. is great. Yeah. So. Thank. Well, back at you. Back at both of you. Yeah. Every, I know you're just you're you're both on fire. I love it. <laughs> Literally, <laughs> keep doing it. Really, good. Run. <laughs> All right, everybody, go have some kids or make some movies. <laughs> or if or you're really, other. really, really stupid, do both. <laughs> <laughs> have a good breakfast. Yes. And enjoy your your life. Lots of love. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
And lots of love to those guys too. Thank you so much for doing this. This was really pretty gosh darn fun. I can't wait to see a simple favor. You're going to have to wait. It's out in September, but don't wait to see Duck Butter. Duck Butter. It's a very special movie in theaters now and also on VOD. Listeners, if you enjoyed today's episode, head over to iTunes or Stitcher where you can subscribe. And while you're there, rate and review because every time you do, it helps someone else find the podcast. Indeed. And while you're digging through our archives, go check out Miguel Arteta in conversation with Patrick Bryce. And, you know, heck, just do it all. Go on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, Twitter, hit us up on all those platforms. And of course, go check out the pieces that Miguel and Alia have written for TalkCast.com, where there's amazing written content daily. Today's episode is recorded by Charles Mueller and co-produced by Mark Yoshizumi. Until next week, I'm Ali Einhorn. I'm Nick Dawson. Peace. <laughs>